Hey, 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 what's going on? What is going on, everybody? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be bringing you your highlights this week. Yes, 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 that's right. It's your girl, Rokita, right here on the Onstage Plus TV network, ready to bring you your postseason divisional playoff highlights. Yes, and what an amazing weekend it was, game after game. So look, sit here with me so we can get through these highlights because we got a lot to talk about for those of you that are just now joining me i want to say thank you for joining me and welcome on in for those of you that have been streaming me and you've caught me before i just want to say thank you for the love and the support folks so look let's get into this first off hey hey do you really know that this past weekend was one of the best football weekends ever not just this season but ever one of the best post divisional playoff weekends ever we're going to talk about that also uh i think there may be some talk of the nfl changing the rules when it comes to overtime in the playoff games and i'm sure you've seen exactly why we are talking about that and then lastly we have another head coach that surprisingly stepped down as head coach making this now the ninth vacant head coach position in the nfl yes sean payton steps down from the new orleans saints uh, definitely didn't see that coming. Uh, we're going to talk about that one as well. So as you can see, we have a lot to talk about, you guys. Stay with me right here. Come closer, turn it up, do what you need to do, but join me right here in Rose Corner as we dig into these highlights. Okay, so first off, let's just talk about divisional playoffs on their own. Divisional playoff weekend is always one of the best weekends. Why? You've got the best teams battling, and we had Saturday and Sunday. First game up on Saturday was the Cincinnati Bengals with the Tennessee Titans and see so for me for this game wasn't really sure how this game was gonna go um, I wasn't sure if Tennessee was just gonna come out dominating because now they had Henry back the number one running back in the league is now back we haven't seen Henry since October or if Cincinnati was going to take over because they just wanted it more um, you know Remember, it's been over 30 years since they won a postseason game, let alone a playoff game, and to now be going into the AFC Championship. So this, for me, was like, oh, wow, somebody's going to really want it. You know, you got the Tennessee Titans. They've been real consistent. Cincinnati Bengals, been consistent as well. That's, they're that one team. They're one of those teams where the second half of the season, they just completely dominated. They didn't look so promising in the first, but now here you see um, they came out of the season beating Kansas City in one of their last games. They beat the Browns, and then they had to beat the Raiders to actually get into the playoffs, and that's what they did. The Tennessee Titans lost to the Cincinnati Bengals 19-16. But I got to tell you, the first play of this game actually told me how this game was going to go. Okay, Ryan Tannehill comes out and throws an interception. First play of the game, it's intended for Jones. It's actually intercepted by Cincinnati's free safety, Jason Bates. First play, out the gate, an interception. I don't think I've ever seen that before in football. I mean, I've watched a lot of football games, and I mean, as far as I can recall, I have never seen the first play be an interception. But that's kind of what set the pace of this game. It uh, wasn't a very high-scoring game until we got to about the end of the third quarter when it gets tied up. Uh, because up until then, it was just, you know, field goal after field goal. Cincinnati couldn't even score um, on that turnover. They kick a field goal. And then you see by the end of second quarter, it's like nine to six. So it's all field goals. 
Nothing takes place till the end of the third quarter. And that's when we see the game getting tied up at 16-16. And so um, for me, what happens is, you know, the Bengals, they score a touchdown. And so by then, it's 16-6. But they've allowed Tennessee to come back. So Tennessee has now scored a couple touchdowns. And now here we are at 16-16. So, I mean, that could have something to do with the fact that Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Nine times in one game. How do you get sacked in nine times? So you see them turning it over, turning it over. Um, and then Tannehill comes out, and of course he does what Ryan Tannehill does, and he ends up tying this game. And that was a big play. It was actually two big plays, but the uh, big play was the 32-yard pass over to um, A.J. Brown. And that's what got them the touchdown. So now we have it tied 16-16. And you're thinking, Bengals, come on, you let them catch up like that. But again, it was the Tennessee Titans. And, you know, although I thought Henry would come out, you know, doing a lot, and he did. He did, you know, he did pretty impressive for this to be his first game. He scored the first touchdown, a three-yard run. So he did what Henry does. He didn't have big numbers. We didn't see big moves, but he did have some. So um, for me... Uh, Tennessee Titans, I thought would pull it off, but they did not. Um, they weren't able to pull it off. Uh, a lot of it has to do with Tannehill. He throws an interception at the um, middle of the fourth quarter, and that just kind of sets everything up for the Cincinnati Bengals. Four plays, and 19 yards later, you see uh, McPherson kick a 42-yard, 52-yard field goal for the Cincinnati Bengals. They win this game. Um, fair and square, 19 to 16. They played, they played their little hearts out. The fact that they even got here, they played, and now they go play Kansas City. They go play Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, and they've already beat Kansas City, but they do go to Kansas. So uh, we'll see how that game fares out. The next game on Saturday, which by far was the best game on Saturday, but let me show you why it was the best game. You heard that? That's why second game. Bang bang nine again. Bang bang nine again. Bang bang nine again. Bang bang nine again. That's right, not a game. The Niner game, that's right. The Niner game was the second game played on Saturday, and the Niners beat the Green Bay Packers. 13 to 10. Yes, that's why we went to Lambeau Field and bang, bang on the Green Bay Packers. For those of you that don't know, your girl's a Niner fan. If you can't tell, I don't just have that sign hanging up for no reason. I'm a Niner fan. Cali girl, Niner fan. Sorry, that's just how it is. But amazing, amazing game. Hey, look, I knew after the first quarter when no one else scored and the Green Bay couldn't get back on the board again that we had uh, a really great chance of winning this game because we see Aaron Rodgers come out doing what he does and he gets the first seven on the board. It's 7-0 even up until halftime. That's what I'm saying. By then it's pouring down snow. Okay, we Cali boys, we just don't do snow so well. You know, like Bay Area cold is different than Green Bay cold. Lambeau Field is loud. It's cold. Aaron Rodgers always has home field advantage. And here we come in and take that all away. So, um, you know, it was just one of those games where it was that play 
that we got the touchdown that was the best play of the game and i gotta say um you know watching that game was really interesting because at the end of the third quarter uh, you see green bay they get on the they get on the board again and so now it's like three uh ten and all they do is kick a little field goal but they get in so there it's three ten now because now we've gotten a field goal they've gotten a field goal plus a touchdown uh nothing's really happening um jg isn't doing a whole lot either green bay's not doing too much and then finally in um the fourth quarter we see the play the play that made everything changed and turned around for the 49ers in this game. And that was the blocked punt by defensive end Jordan Willis. He blocks the punt and who picks it up? Hufanga picks it up and runs it in for a six yard touchdown. We now score and have a touchdown nine points. Y'all, we skip, we literally have a touchdown and we didn't tie that game up 10 to 10. So there we go. 10, 10, it's tied up. This is all going down in the fourth quarter. All of these games came down to the last seconds, including this one coming down to the last second. So look at the four, end of the fourth quarter, um, Green Bay wasn't able to do anything. You see that um, we couldn't, um, we couldn't stop. Aaron Rodgers, however, he did get stopped. So in the beginning we couldn't, but we stopped Aaron Rodgers. And here we see we're forcing in the punt. Um, he actually gets sacked. Uh, he's got a couple incomplete passes. We get the ball back. And what do you see George Kittle do? Oh, not George Kittle. I'm sorry. Well, he wasn't one of the plays. But what do you see JG do? He goes down the field, marches down the field, brings those Niners down there, doing what he does. Look, I'm telling y'all, I've always had faith in my man. I've always had faith in him. Y'all was trying to bring in the little, the young kid, Trey Lance saying put him in because the beginning of the season I get it JG didn't look so good but the man knows how to play he knows his team he knows his teammates I mean the 49ers are a team where they know each other they are comfortable with who they are they know what they're capable of doing and playing is what they do we see JG hit George Kittle for 12 yards down the field he get down the ball they rush it again and there we see him throw it down Debo Samuels 14-yard pass, and now we are in field goal position. Here we go, the 49ers in field goal position. And what does Robbie Gold do? What he does best, he comes out and nails a 45-yard field goal. The 49ers win in Lambeau Field. In Lambeau Field, okay, 13-10, another walk-off win right there with the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers, who also happened to be the second number one seed that got knocked out of these playoffs. I'm telling you, these playoffs were absolutely amazing. So as you see, we move on into Sunday. And on Sunday, um, the start of this weekend, look, the pace of these games went exactly how they did. They got better as the weekend went. Okay, you got the Titans, Cincinnati, and, you know, started off a little slow. And now we have the 49ers in Green Bay who just did that in the snow in Green Bay. Sunday is here. Brand new day. First game, LA Rams versus the Tampa Bay Tuck Buccaneers. 30 to 7 is that score. The LA Rams come out on top of that one. And I've been telling y'all since the beginning of the season, Matthew Stafford is a beast. 
I mean, he is a beast. Uh, him and Cooper Cup, they just got that chemistry going, kind of like JG and Debo, one of those type of things. But um, I will say I always felt like the Rams have been an exceptional team. They played so well this game. They deserve to win. Stafford completed 28 of 38 passes for 366 yards. All of these quarterbacks threw over 300 yards this weekend. 366 yards, two touchdowns, also scored a rushing touchdown in the third quarter. Cooper Cup, we see him do his thing. Nine receptions, 183 yards, two touchdowns, scored a rushing touchdown in the third quarter. And he actually set up some big plays. Uh, for what happened at the end of this game. So um, a lot of big players in this game. Akers came out. Akers had a couple of field goals, and that field goal, one of them, uh, fumbles, excuse me, one of those fumbles cost us towards the end of that game. And next thing you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have cut up, uh, caught up because at the end, of, um, the end of the half, the score was 27-3, halftime, 27-3, okay? 27-3, the Rams are up 27-3. By the end of third quarter, it's a completely different game. Brady scores a touchdown and it's now 27-13. So now here we start the fourth quarter and Brady scores two touchdowns. Tying it, 27-27, literally in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. We see Brady do what he does. It's like fourth quarter is when the cape comes on and all of a sudden, he's got these superpowers, like no pressure at all. I just, you know, I just wanted to play like this. And then I wait till the fourth quarter to do what I do. And that's exactly what he did. But um, that didn't stop the Rams from being able to uh, score on the next play. And we see it. We see it. With less than 30 seconds left, we see Matthew Stafford running down the field. He gets off three big plays. The biggest one was the 44-yard pass to Cooper Cup, 44 yards. Why? Because we're setting this up for field goal, baby. And that's what happens. You see Matthew running down the field. He's like, let's go. Let's go. Spikes the ball. Four seconds left. Or no, it was about 20 seconds left by then. About 20 seconds left. Um, that's when he comes down. And no, he does spike the ball. Four seconds left. They send out the kicker, um, Gay, and he ends up kicking a 30-yard field goal that was good and the Rams end up pulling off the win 27 to 30 but I mean think about it Brady came back he was down it was a 24 point deficit and here he comes tying it up at the fourth quarter um, but you know a lot of that was on the Rams a lot of that was on the Rams and that's what happens when you play a goat like Tom Brady so now um, the Rams go and they host the NFC Championship game, and while they play the 49ers in SoFi at or in Inglewood at SoFi Stadium, so uh, we'll see that game this weekend. As for Tom Brady, there's been talks of him retiring. Um, it's like he has said it, but hasn't quite said it. But you know, uh, it's looking like maybe he's soon to be retiring. He wants to be healthy. He wants to be there for his kids, healthy for his kids and his family, of course. So uh, we will see what happens with Tom Brady. And then the final game of the weekend. Okay. Not only was this the final game of the weekend, but this was probably one of the best games in football history. It's going down. I told you it's going down in the football history book. So what it did was just sealed off 
the amazing weekend of football we already had Saturday and now Sunday we see the Rams pull off they knock out Tom Brady he's not going back and now we have the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs okay the Buffalo Bills who have been dominating this season. I mean, dominating, we seen them two weeks ago. Super wildcard weekend, they just dominated, looking like a team that was ready for the Super Bowl. And guess what, folks? They still look like a team ready for the Super Bowl, only they lost this game. Oh my gosh, this was a really, really heartbreaking loss for the Buffalo Bills, but it made for an amazing game. The Chiefs pull off a win in overtime, 42 to 36. And I got to say, this was probably um, the most exciting, fun-filled, pass-for-pass, shoot-em-up, bang-bang game that we've seen. Not bang-bang gang, Niners, game Okay, it was a little tit for tat. That's what I mean. Both quarterbacks did their thing. Um, Josh Allen for the Bills. I mean, he comes right out the gate, converting two fourth downs. So if we didn't come to play no games, we came to win. He converts two fourth, fourth down conversions, and eventually they get on the board first, 7-0 with a touchdown by Devin Singletary. Um, and then you see the next play, Kansas. Mahomes is like so. You score, I score. And what does Mahomes do? That's exactly what he does. He goes in and he scores a touchdown himself. He rushes for a seven-yard touchdown. Now we've got it tied up seven to seven. And this game just kept going, folks. I mean, I have notes and notes because this game just kept going quarter after quarter. You know, second quarter was a little tit for tat. Wasn't too much going on. Um, you see Kansas punt. You see Buffalo punt. Uh, Allen just can't seem to get anything off. And then all of a sudden you see um, Byron Pringle actually catches a short pass from Mahomes and they actually score again. So now it's 14-7. Kansas City is up. Josh Allen comes back up. He hits a deep middle pass to Gabriel Davis, who, by the way, beasted in this game for 18-yard touchdown. Now the game is tied 14-14. So here we are in the second quarter. Chiefs bring in their kicker. And what's Bucker do? He misses a 50-yard field goal. So the game is still tied. Third quarter, uh, Kansas City Chiefs come in because Tannehill – or Tannehill – Wrong game. Josh Allen couldn't do anything. So the Kansas City Chiefs come and kick a field goal. It's now 17-14. The Bills can't do anything. So they punt. So it's this whole back and forth. You punt. How oh, we get stopped. You punt. We get stopped. And so literally the score is only 23-14 to 14, um, by third quarter. So, you know, it's going like a normal pace game, 23-13. And then we see Josh Allen with a major, major big play, which was a 75-yard cannon throw back to Davis again. 75 yards. Oh, my gosh. Like, that was the biggest play of the game. But it got exciting because now here we are at the end of the third quarter. We score. It's 21-23. Kansas City is up 21 to 23. Um, and if you think about how high of a scoring game this was at the end of the game, you know all the points took place in fourth quarter because here we are. Fourth quarter is now here. And just when I thought the Bills had the game, here comes 
Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes and them, everybody's running downfield. The Bills get the first possession with a 17-yard pass from Allen to Davis, but they can't do anything. Um, and then they've got this penalty. Um, it just, it, I think Allen was getting a little nervous or maybe tired. Um, so you see he gets all these incomplete passes. He gets sacked on a third down, and now they're forced to punt. What happens? Kansas City, of course, takes advantage of that, and they now have a field goal, and they're up 26 to 21. All of this is taking place in the fourth quarter in the last seven minutes. So now here we have the Bills have the game, the ball again. Josh Allen comes out because now it's really going back and forth. Now we're down to just minutes in it. And here he hits Gabe again. Gabriel Davis for a 27-yard touchdown. And so to get ahead, what do you see? Stefan Diggs um, for a two-point conversion. And now the Bills take the leads, 29-26. And it just doesn't stop from there. We literally come down to the last two minutes of the game. And here we see Kansas City has just about all their timeouts left. Um, Mahomes, one big play after another. He hits Kelsey. He hits uh, Tyreek Hill for the 64-yard touchdown. And then we see the score, now 33 <laughs> to 29 and it was just like are you kidding me it was just back and forth back and forth um i mean the excitement i everybody was on the edge of their seats i think my mouth was just on the floor like no way what is going on and can i just tell y'all why i was so excited to come share these highlights because i was at home by myself watching all of these games me and my son, I'm in my room, I'm in the living room, I got all the TVs going on, and I'm just screaming, and my son's like, what? What happened? I'm like, yes, the Bills did, da 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 No, no, no. What just, I mean, literally, that's how emotional this game actually really, really was. Just when he thought it was over, here we are, down to 17 seconds. Josh Allen throws a pass down the middle for Davis again for a 19-yard touchdown. Extra point is good. It's now 36-33. Buffalo, this game, you guys, 25 points total combined from both teams in this game. 25 points total in under two minutes of this game. That's how much went on in just the fourth quarter. It was just insane to me. Now we have the touchback. Oh, God, the touchback and the touchback. So at the 35, you want to kick a 65-yard kick and so what happens kansas city brings it out to the 25 yard line uh in 14 seconds with 14 seconds left mahomes finds um again who's he find again hill 19 yards we're down to the last seven seconds and they bring in butker they bring in butker to kick a 49 yard field goal and i'm thinking butker didn't miss a field goal he didn't miss he's Mario got him extra points, but y'all bringing Butker in, Butker in to kick a 49-yard field goal? Yes, they did. That's how much faith they had in their kicker because he came in and he made the game and he tied it at 36 to 36. This game is now going into overtime. And the whole entire time, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You've, and I know everybody was saying the same thing, like, you've got to be kidding me. 25 points combined between these teams in the last two minutes. The best divisional playoff game 
I have seen in some time. I don't think I have seen a game quite like this, folks, really, to be honest. But that's what happens. And so we talk about the last part of this game, which was the overtime part. And um, here's where the conversation has come in about NFL rules and changing those for at least for the playoffs in overtime to ensure that both teams, in all fairness, get possession of the ball. Both teams have an opportunity. I stand with that, okay? And not just because Kansas won. I stand with that because it seems fair. We're talking divisional playoffs, and I got to be honest, Bills were the better team. I think they were the better team, and I think had they had an opportunity, they would have scored just as well. Uh, but it doesn't happen that way, you know, and the game is played how the game is played. Uh, we see in overtime, Kansas City wins the coin toss. Uh, within four minutes, Patrick Mahomes has his team down the field. Uh, he's got a throw over there to um, Kelsey for 25 yards. Bucker comes in, kicks another field goal, which is good. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's not what happens. Uh, take that back. I'm sorry. Um, four minutes and 25 seconds. We see a big play one, a 26 yard run from Hardman. That was actually a slick run. That was a nice run from Hardman. Uh, we see that happen. And then here we go. Mahomes passes to Kelsey in the back of the end zone. Last play in overtime. Chiefs win it 42 to 36. Okay. Whew. That was exhausting just talking about it. Watching it was an emotional roller coaster. Talking about it is nonstop. Literally, it was, it, we didn't know what was going to happen. I was in this house screaming by myself. Well, my son. And he was like, Mom, I just couldn't even explain. I'm like, you had to be here to see it. This game is crazy. Later on, he sees the highlights and he goes, Kansas City won? I was like, yeah, exactly why mama was yelling right there. Kansas City won. Uh, and I kept watching that play over and over. And it's almost like Buffalo wasn't even ready for this play. I don't even know if they were set right because number 58, Matt Milano, he's an outside linebacker, hardly even ready for this play. He wasn't even paying attention to nothing. He wasn't looking for the ball. He was dragging on Kelsey. Kelsey's, what, six feet tall, so he's dragging on him. And the ball goes right over him, right into Kelsey's hands, and it's a touchdown. And I watched that play over and over, and I thought, what just happened? And it honestly looked like the Bills were not even ready for that play to take place, but it did, and it happened. Now Kansas City is getting ready to host the championship game people kansas city is getting ready to host so now you got cincinnati coming over uh to kansas city for the afc championship game and uh that's just how it kind of played out that was i will say though an amazing weekend of football and you have heard me say all season this has been one of the best seasons of football it started from the beginning from the beginning we had sunday night games monday night games going into overtime coming down to the last wire i'm telling you everything happened this season this was one of the best nfl seasons now here we are with the afc championship and the nfc championship being played this sunday so 
Uh, let's talk about that just a little bit. Kansas City is hosting the AFC Championship game. Cincinnati Bengals, that game starts at 2 p.m. Sunday, 2 p.m. Central Time. Um, and then we have the LA Rams hosting the AFC Championship game in Inglewood at SoFi Stadium with the 40. They'll be playing the San Francisco 49ers. That game begins at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. So, again, an amazing week of football. Um, absolutely just cannot um, believe everything that happened, you know, especially with that Bills game. It was really kind of sad to see. Um, it, it just disappointing. My heart went out to the Bills because, again, I really thought they were the better team. Um, Josh Allen had some amazing numbers. He completed 27 to 37 passes for 329 yards. I told you all of these quarterbacks threw for over 300 yards. Uh, four touchdowns. Devin Single had a touchdown. So, I mean, they did some things. Gabe Davis, that dude had eight catches, 201 yards, and four touchdowns. This game, I'm sorry, should have been the Bills game. I just, you know, and I said it in my last highlight video. I did not really cover the Bills a lot. They weren't included in a lot of my highlights because I just didn't think they were playing really exciting games in the first half of the season. The one game I caught is when they lost to the Dolphins. So, and I remember my grandfather saying, y'all better watch out for the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills is looking good. And by week 10, it was like, okay, Buffalo. 12-14 comes around and you see Buffalo staying in it. So amazing, amazing football that was played this past weekend. Um, honestly, going into this, I thought um, it was going to be like a Rodgers-Brady kind of thing shootout. I, I honestly thought that's what was going to happen and we were going to see these two. Um, and believe it or not, um, of the nine times that they've been in postseason playoff games together at the same time, they've never even met up. They have never once met up. And it doesn't look like they're going to be meeting up now because both of them are talking about retirement. Well, Tom Brady is, hasn't really said it so much so, but it sounds like it. Um, Aaron Rodgers, is uh, more along the lines of, uh, you know, I don't know yet. I haven't made up my mind. I'm going to talk to my agent. Um, I think being a free agent is out, uh, but I'm going to stick with the team uh, throughout, um, you know, the season off season. And when training camp starts and from there, I'm there, like wherever he's going to be, whatever he's going to do, he's going to be committed to it. Um, if that's going to be retirement or not, we do not know. And then uh, once again, another head coach, has stepped down and this is going to be I think a really really interesting offseason you guys because nine vacant spots in the NFL for head coaching positions nine and this one with um, Sean Payton just I don't know it was so odd uh, you know long the one of the longest coaches one of the longest tenured coaches 15 years with the New Orleans Saints I mean the relationship he had with the players, the coaches, the owners, like this just seemed like it came out of nowhere. It really, really did. Um, even watching that uh, hour and a half long interview that he did, which was a good interview. I mean, it's like he was saying something, but not saying something, but saying something, but not really saying something. Um, I'm not stepping away from football, but I'm stepping down as head coach. Oh yeah, this might be in that. And, you know, and then he goes back in his history with New Orleans and how everything started, which was beautiful. Um, it was a whole hour and a half long. And it just, you know, it caught everybody off guard. I really, really think a lot of the teams that lost coaches 
throughout the season, especially as soon as um, regular season ended, were, you know, coaches that you kind of expected because the teams didn't do well. So you kind of seen it coming. But to end up with nine head coaches not coaching, head coaches at the end of a season, it's going to be a lot going on on the off season. And so guess what? I hope you join me here too on the off season. Cause yes, I will be here for off season. Cause look at all that's going on. I've got to be here. I got to cover these players, these teams, who's coaching, who's going where it's going to be a lot moving around this off season. And I'm already excited for it. Okay. Uh, but what I'm more excited for is the Super Bowl. We got your Super Bowl 56 coming up February 13th. And then we have um, the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is February 5th. I always like the Pro Bowl. I love seeing the dudes play, the guys play in the Pro Bowl. All the players, um, even if they didn't make it to the playoffs, they're in the Pro Bowl. Got some great players. That's going to be a fun game. Always is a fun game. Nice game to watch. So uh, that'll be uh, weekend of February 5th. Okay. So... Look, that's my time. I actually ran a few minutes over my time because of the way this played out. I mean, following a super wild card weekend, I've been saying it, and I'm a football fan. This has been the most exciting football season we've had in such a long time. And now here, the divisional playoffs have come and gone. AFC Championship is here. NFC Championship is here. And the Super Bowl is getting ready to be here, folks. It has been an amazing season. It's been great. Thank you for sharing it with me. Thank you for allowing me to come into your space. Thank you for paying attention to me and letting me do these highlights my way in Rose Corner right here on the Onstage Plus TV network where, again, you can find me Next Thursday, the Thursday after 7 p.m., we'll talk about postseason as soon as it happens, but you'll find me there on the On Stage Plus TV networks. That's my time, folks. It's been great. I cannot wait to bring you the highlights from them championship games next weekend. I hope you all have an amazing week and enjoy some amazing football. All right, folks, be well, and I'll see you here next week.